Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Wow, do we have a full show today, so let's get to it. There's potential trouble for Nissan Leaf owners who live in hot climates. As reported by Green Car Reports, the EV's battery degrades in the heat. There was an independent investigation that tested 12 Leafs in Arizona with the air conditioning off and the cars all traveling at preset speeds to make sure the data was as accurate as possible. Half of the cars that indicated they had a full charge could not achieve the EPA rating of 73 miles per charge. And the worst one was only able to travel 59 miles. Of course, all batteries degrade over time, but Nissan says it's now going to do its own investigation. And speaking of electric vehicles, the Congressional Budget Office says that federal subsidies to EV buyers will cost taxpayers around $7.5 billion through 2019. The report says that at current vehicle and energy prices, the lifetime costs of EVs are still higher than conventional cars and hybrids, even with the tax credit of up to $7,500. The average plug-in hybrid would need to have a tax credit of $12,000 to have the same lifetime costs as a conventional car or even a conventional hybrid. The report also says that in the short term, the credits will not reduce the total amount of gasoline used in the country or even greenhouse gases. Ouch, that one hurts. Buick and GMC are now coming out with nine new models in the next year. As we have already seen, Buick gets a new Enclave and the Encore. On the passenger car side, they have a new Regal and a new LaCrosse coming. GMC gets new versions of the Sierra, including a heavy-duty version, and a new full-size Yukon and Yukon XL. So far this year, Buick and GMC have collectively lost half a point of market share. It remains to be seen if they can regain that share, but one thing's for sure, they couldn't do it without these new models. And speaking of new models, Acura is redesigning its flagship sedan, the RL, but now they're going to call it the RLX. There's no explanation of why they added that X. The current model, like the new one, is available in all-wheel drive. But more interesting is that the front-wheel drive version is now going to offer all-wheel steer. They use actuators to change the tow angle of the rear wheels. And that ought to be fun to drive. The RLX also gets a new direct injection 3.5 liter V6 with 310 horsepower and it gets LED headlamps. Audi is ready to unleash a new pint-sized performance machine. The 2013 S3 gets a walloping 300 horsepower from a 2-liter turbocharged engine. That's good for a 0-60 to 60 sprint of about 5 seconds. Fuel economy is an impressive 34 miles per U.S. gallon, and we're assuming that's a highway number. Engineers were able to trim about 133 pounds off the car's curb weight thanks to the use of aluminum and more high-strength steel. 
The new Audi S3 arrives at dealers early next year with a sticker price of about 39,000 euro in Germany, and that is about $50,000. On AutoLine this week, the topic is all about ethanol. Is it good for the country or are we hurting our food supply? I put that question to Candace Wheeler, the technical fellow and fuels expert at General Motors. I think there's a lot of misconception out there and certainly the drought has been severe in the United States this year and we're going to see a reduced corn crop because of it. Um, but even the latest estimates show that, you know, we're, we're going to you know, be at about 11 billion um, bushels uh, this year, down from 14.8 last year. So um, that is a significant drop. But I think that, you know, the, eth it, the market has been working to sort of mitigate that. In fact, ethanol uh, companies have been cutting back on, on the amount of ethanol that we've been producing as well. And when you look at it globally, it's, it's a global issue. Last year, Brazil had a very bad year on sugar, and we exported a lot of corn ethanol down there. This year, they have a better harvest, and we may be ex importing some of theirs here. But, you know, uh, uh, Argentina is set to have a very good crop this year. So is China. So is Brazil. So when you look at it globally, uh, the impact of the U.S. drought is going to be about 2% on, on total global grain. So we will see a reduction, but it's not as significant as people might think when, when we just hear the news that comes on. By the way, you can watch that entire ethanol discussion right now on our website. And don't forget to join us next week, Thursday, September 27, for our special coverage of the 2012 Paris Motor Show. The live webcast starts at 10 a.m. Eastern Time at Autoline.tv, so mark your calendar. And of course, we got to give a shout out to our friends at Audi for making this all possible. Plus, we appreciate the help that we're getting from LiveView for their amazing backpack-sized broadcast technology. Rolls-Royce is heading back in time to an era of glitz and glamour, depression and dust bowl. So grab your favorite fedora because you are invited to relive the 1930s. The super luxury automaker will unveil a lineup of Art Deco inspired cars next week at the Paris show. And to promote those reveals, it's commissioned a series of posters that recall the elegance and majesty of the era crisp lines, strong forms, and bold colors really make these pieces pop. I think they're absolutely wonderful, and I wish we'd see more stuff like this from other car companies. As for the vehicles themselves, we have no idea what Rolls-Royce has up its sleeve. I'm Isaac Bouchard in Southern California with the beauty that Ford hopes will turn into a sales beast. That story coming up next. Reducing exhaust emissions, airified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability. DowAirify.com. First it was the Toyota Camry, then the Nissan Altima, most recently the Honda Accord. The mid-size sedan segment, always competitive, has never been like this. Into the fray, Ford launches the all-new Fusion. Not only for the American market, this is their first CD-class world car. With this car, as we were developing it, and we really set out from the very start to have a global car, we really worked out that we could come up with one tuning set for the whole world, China, Europe, and North America, 
that satisfied all of the customers' requirements. And really, the, the place that I would say that turned up um, strongest is in the, the ride and the steering of the car. Often you have to trade the ride, the handling, and the steering balance of the car and tune it one way or the other. But I think we've really found with this car the optimum place where it has great ride, and yet we have the dynamics that we're looking for in terms of the handling and the steering. It's long been thought by mainstream manufacturers that what works in Europe will not work in America, at least as far as chassis setup goes. Ford has set out to disprove that with the all-new Fusion. Here's a car that has the same setup whether it's in China, the United States, or Europe. And I think that was a great idea because this is the best chassis in the class. Best dynamics, best handling. It's a true sports sedan, and yet it's got a supple, controlled ride over the worst pavement. We're working really hard to reach out to customers in an experiential way. We have um, a pre-launch activity called Random Max of Fusion where we've already had 11 million people interact with us, um, play with our videos, upload their own content um, to randommaxoffusion.com, and we will carry that interaction forward. Um, but we're also excited because our dealers are really, really excited about this car, and they're going to be engaging customers in their own special way. So you'll see us in November doing a really special event. Um, but the ads are going to be different. We need to inform and entertain. We can't just talk to people or at people. We need to get them on board with us. So we want to make sure that customers are on the journey with us. No car is perfect, and the Fusion has some shortcomings and compromises. Its top engine, a 2-liter turbo, lacks the throttle response and the emotional involvement of some V6 competitors. The My4 Touch interface is still cumbersome in use and slow to respond despite its latest update. And there's not the level of standard equipment or value of some competitors. But, in my opinion, the Ford Fusion is the best car in the mainstream mid-size class. It's got the nicest interior, the best chassis dynamics, and it's simply gorgeous to look at. From Southern California, I'm Isaac Bouchard for AutoLine Daily. Man, that Fusion does look good. Hey, before we cut you free, don't forget that Roundabout is running tonight. They'll be taxing your automotive knowledge, mesmerizing you with weird trivia, and playing another game of Enhance, where small details make a big difference. Aaron Bragman from IHS joins the fun tonight at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on your one-stop automotive video network, Autoline.tv. So have fun, have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.